Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, wow. It says we're live. Guys, if you're here, this is the first live Believe in Soap Operas. So join me, Lucretia Lyon, and I've got Darrell Anthony with me in just one second. How are you doing, Darrell? I'm good. I'm good. I have ready for. I'm ready to talk all the soap tea, all the soap gossip. I have my Ava Jerome Martini here, so we are ready to get right into it. How was your week before we jump into soaps? How was your week and everything since the last time we spoke? You know, busy, busy, busy. I I think I said that the last time. It's like everything's yeah. been busy, which which is good. But I did manage to get all the soaps watched, even Bold and the Beautiful, no matter how painful it may be. <laughs> oh my God, I know that's huge for you because I literally know you do not watch Bold and the Beautiful, so I know that that has to be really big for you. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and like. I thought the triangle with the Liam Hope Steffi stuff was bad, but this like Zoe, I'm like, oh, there's there's like no reason to like this girl, right? <laughs> I mean, well, she came on the Bold and the Beautiful has a problem with bringing on troublemaking characters and then trying to make us immediately fall in love with them. They did it with Flo. Um, they've done it with uh, they did it with uh, Rena Sofer's character on there. Um, her name. See, I like them me. though. Uh, yeah. But but uh, well, I like Rena yeah. Sofer because she's Quinn yeah. because she's a fantastic actress. Um, I think that so I think that people are she's sweet. But I think people are very much burned by Bold and the Beautiful. If I have to be completely honest with you, <laughs> specifically because they had a they they had an all American African American family, the Avants, which you know had a groundbreaking storyline in Maya being trans and you know her yeah. sister and her child and all of that, and they had top tier actors in those storylines. I mean, Oba Babatunde, Anna Maria yeah. Horsford, uh, you know, just all of those people that were involved in that story. Rome Flynn, who's went on to, you know, star in How to Get Away with Murder and what yeah. have you. Uh, and Carl Osley, who did an outstanding job. And Scott Turner Schofield, who actually uh, was on Pride, the series. And so for me, I, I, I think that yeah. the way that they cut and Studio City, yeah. And so I think the way that they cut characters loose on that show, people are kind of like, eh. So you're propping up characters that honestly no one cares about. And I hate that because uh, Kiara Barnes, who plays Zoe, she seems like a very sweet girl and she seems very dedicated. Oh yeah, she's to, a great actress, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a little met clunky. But. <laughs> yeah, and that seems to be their problem that I've gotten from people who've enjoyed bold and have watched it much longer than i have is that they do have their favorites which which any soap does i mean it's usually based on a core family and we understand brooke uh, you know and her daughter hope of course are going to be the some of the main staples and then you know it's forced recreation so you have them or you have ridge and thomas and steffi and 
And then, you know, they like Scott Clifton, which I get. He's great. Let's keep him around. And they like Don Diamant. So it's like, okay, well, we have this fam the Spencer family. And then Wyatt, you can tell, like, they're invested yeah. in these people, but they just don't seem as invested in anyone else. Yeah. yeah. And it's tough because I think that what the fans want to see and what isn't necessarily what Bold is giving them, uh, which to me, you know, it, it sucks all the way around, you know, because I think that Bold and the Beautiful is opera um and they have the potential to really do a lot because i think first of all bold and beautiful are really good in their communication staff and their pr team uh really dedicated oh, yeah. to the show so i just wish that i wish they would put some more behind it but i mean we could say that about all of our daytime soaps uh <laughs> putting a little bit more love from their pr team so you know i'm just happy that four shows are still on the air i'm glad they're all thriving they're always going to have storylines like, but you know, let's give Bold and the Beautiful big props. It was the first American soap opera to come back um, amidst the yeah. pandemic, and they did an outstanding job by doing that. Obviously, people had their complaints about you know the distances and what have you, but I, I really have to say I appreciate Brad Bell and his team for coming back and being successful in that. Well, and to me, one thing that I will give them props for is being newsworthy. You may not enjoy everything they're doing, but like you say, right. give props to their PR department and getting stuff out there or, you know, Brad Bell and taking chances like the mannequin storyline, yeah. like coming back first and keeping the yeah. distancing. And it, it's nice to see people doing different things. That's one thing I always yeah. want to compliment, even though today, I mean, you know, this past week, I mean, was a little slow even on all the soaps even on general hospital which is always going to be my fave that it's been so good there was still a lot of stuff that i really liked like i mean right. i was honestly shocked when alexis stabbed dante with the syringe mm -hmm. and that's hard sometimes when you're kind of understand the predictability and you've been watching and have the patterns but that was like mm -hmm. way out of left field and you're like okay cool they can still surprise me well, what we love about that, and you and I talked about this the last time we got together, is that the people does so good with their spoilers, right? They don't really tell you what's going on. I remember the spoiler for that day. I believe it was like um, Alexis and Sam go to General Hospital or something like that. Like it was, it was very generic. Very and vague. I think yeah. what's so great, very vague. Like today, it was just like, and which we'll get into. It was like Valentine uh, has a discussion with Carly. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you don't really know what's going on. And, you know, we didn't know that the Nina and Nell storyline was going to come to a, not a close, but, you know, where it's at now. I'm so excited. The possibilities are endless of what's going to happen. Yeah, like, um, I love that my cast of nine men, yes, I, I just said it that way. That's fine. Um, yes, yes, <laughs> we'll get into so that hot. later. <laughs> yeah, but they're so hot. But yeah, I love that they love being slapped because like today's episode, and I know we're supposed to talk about last week's guys, but it was too good. Like today's GH was one of my favorites in, in you know, in the last few weeks because Valentine, of course, gets slapped by Carly because it was like Valentine gets heated with Carly. And then you're like, oh, yeah, does he give her what for? A little bit, but in his way where he's he's mostly calm and controlled. That's why I love his character. It's like Ooh, all this chaos so goes on around him and he is always the smartest person in the room. And that's why, and we'll talk about it more later, of course, when he threw her under the bus last week, I was like, oh, swoon. <laughs> Probably the wrong reaction, right? <laughs> I, think. Ah, I mean, listen, we're having a little Wi-Fi problem there. 
Wait a second, I'll vamp. But yeah, I, I believe Darrell even said when Valentine bites his lip and it's like, oh boy, I have to, you know, do the JFK go back into the left, back into the left. <laughs> All right. There we go. Yes. All We're right. Here. Yeah. All right. I know. People, this is what happens. This is. 2021, same as 2020. We're all doing our best to try to uh, connect with each other, but you know, <laughs> internet problems happen, connections, but we are still here with Believe in Soap Operas with Lucretia Line and Darrell Anthony. So we are here. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, like uh, this is how things work. The, the in and out uh, on the Zoom calls or this is a, you know, a completely different platform because Zoom has too many people. So. So, yeah, it was fun. I was vamping because I, I believe you said. And of course, this is where my brain went. Like when you're like when Valentine bites his other his <laughs> lower lip. Yeah, I don't like when he I remember like what, a few months ago when he was arguing with Brooklyn and mm -hmm. uh, the Metro Court before they slept together. Mm -hmm. I believe it was. And he had, had this, like, they were going off on each other. He was like, ooh, I, so <laughs> I know. And that's why I'm, I'm so glad. Sexy. I'm so glad they've realized like, that he's the sexiest one on the show. Yeah. I was like, okay, now I see you. I'm like, what happened? So I, was, I know, I was like, I need a technical difficulty sign. Yeah, so <laughs> I was going, and then I was like, hello? Yeah. And then you were like froze in like your drink position. Oh, was, funny. Yeah. Um, so hold on, let me shut mm -hmm. Uh We do need a te technical difficulty sign. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll make one of those. Yeah, and be like, listen, we just don't know. All right, people, we are back. Can you see me? Yes, I can see you. Okay, great. And I can we, hear you. We are in business. All right, people, we are back. And I just hate, it's like all, uh, someone else is finally saying dirty things about Valentine like I do. And this is, of course, what happens. <laughs> you already have people like saying additional things as well. Yeah. Very hot. So I don't know oh, yeah. what we're going to do about that, but I think he's extremely hot. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what I, I like. Um, we'll just get into this, that they that's finally that. discovered that, you know, that's that's what a lot of us want. And there's Valentine's uh, merchandise. I have to make sure I say that correctly yeah. on the ABC shop now, which I'd already bought the uh, nurse's ball shirt for my birthday. But um, I had to, of course, immediately when I saw those pop up on Twitter, because kudos to the uh, GH Twitter account. And I know you guys have an awful lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry for those crazy people who do that. But I enjoy the Valentine's merchandise, especially since there's a mug, which you guys will see. I did order it that says Valentine is my Valentine. And um, on the shirt with all the hearts, it was interesting to me to see who was on there and who wasn't. I was about to, I'm actually looking at it right now. Yeah. Because uh, I had a couple comments. Uh, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I love GH. I love the show. Um, I love being over there with them and having fun. I think the cast is extremely talented, but here's what I'm going to say. Sometimes the GH's problem is they push the wrong couples. 
and they're pushing Nina and Jax as a couple. And I'm like, no one wants that. Um, then they push like I don't know, like like Willow and Michael, like I, but 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 they don't I think, really bother me. I don't really care. Well, I but I'm gonna, also not bothered. <laughs> right, but I, I think that's what I was gonna say because as you said last week when we were talking about Peter, there's somebody for everybody, right? Yeah. Some people do like Peter. Some people do like you know um, Nina and Jax. Um, yeah. You know, if you take out any you know conversation that's gone on about the actor and their personal beliefs out of the situation i remember when nina and jacks first started you know i personally was like oh my god i i love this and i yeah. think that there's a lot of people who have issues now because of the actor and the actor's personal um you know decisions that you know they speak about yeah, and we'll delve into that definitely a little more later with um, soap psychology as well as some other news. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to me to see that they, you know, I would assume after today's episode that they were done, just like Valentine. But who knows? I mean, I love Cynthia Watros, and I really love Michelle Stafford. And to me, that first scene with her and Jax when it was Michelle as Nina was just gold. Um, and again, I love Cynthia, but they were never able to recreate that with Cynthia, in my opinion, even though I honestly feel like the love scene they had, while I'm not into this couple at all, was really well directed and acted with all the restrictions in place. So, like, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. And that's one mm -hmm. of those things that I've thought people were a little mean about. But like, it is odd that they're still so invested that they would put them on the Valentine's shirt as well as like obvious ones like Carly, Sunny, Liz, and Franco. Because sorry guys, Frizz, they're Frizz kind of a a couple. I would have rather have seen Nick and Ava than Nina and Jax because I feel like at least right now they're yeah. gonna be a bit longer. But yeah. it was funny to me to see that Jason and Sam were not on there. <laughs> yeah, you know, mm, you know, I texted you about something this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I will say that there's a lot of shaking and twisting that's going to be happening on the general hospital canvas in the upcoming months. I, I, from just looking at it, you know, reading the February sweep spoilers, um, that are out there now on soap opera digest. So make sure you go get yourself a copy. Um, and seeing some of the spoilers and you know who they have it's interesting if you look on the first page of the spoilers for silver digest they actually say sunny his story carly her story jason his story sam her story and normally they're in a quad or you have sunny yeah. carly together or you have an, and you now realize that oh shit all of these people are not together they're not in the same world anymore so i think that that's very important to like really point out that like hey this is what it is moving forward. Like, I mean, this this is what we're gonna have to deal with. And this is the stories are gonna be very vastly different. Yeah, and I actually applaud them in taking chances and not actually placating to the so-called masses. Yeah. Because let's face it, everyone who has an opinion, and this is human, you mm -hmm. think that the majority of people believe the way that you do. Mm -hmm. But like we even said before, I'm I can assure you guys that Peter and Maxie as a couple, Peter is a character, they have their fans. And same thing with Nita and Jax. They, they have their fans. 
And, and that's just the way that it is. And just because you may not like something doesn't mean that they don't have their own mm -hmm. audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, or just because you really like something like, you know, uh, shipping, uh, as they say, doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen, even if it's been going on for a long time. Because guess what? Sometimes people get tired of it. I mean, we're, we'll just go ahead and start talking about Y&R at this point, because there's a lot to talk about there. To, to have been slow coming back, I yeah. will say, like, Y&R has really had hit its stride when it was the uh, Amanda storyline. Yeah. I really like that. And I like the whole Devon, Elena, you know, Nate triangle with mm -hmm. Amanda kind of over there on her own in one sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that has been written so well, in my opinion, compared to, you know, some of the triangles on the other show. But it is one of those things that you see the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. Baby daddy. Mm -hmm. it was the, yeah. I mean, I have to say that I think that they're doing well. I, I think that they're doing a decent job at the fact that it's harkening back to the days of Drusilla, Olivia, Malcolm, mm -hmm. and Neil, um, and the situation there. Um, but Amanda, I, I I always get listen. What I'm about to say might not be too popular, but I'm sure you can probably agree with me on this, Lucretia. I'm I'm always going to say it on this on this show, guys. So get ready. <laughs> um, I really don't like that they just have to put all the black people in the story together. I'm sorry. Like yeah. for me, it's very much like, okay, so why does like, you, that's why I appreciated Amanda and Billy. Yes. That's why I appreciated Amanda. I'm not saying like it has to be interracial at all. And you know, of course, black love is the best thing. I love seeing that on television. I love seeing it represented. But for me, it's like, why, why is it that we always have to kind of put black people on their own island? Um, you know, another thing for me, you know, is they missed out a big opportunity having a dark skin representation actress with Anna on the show. Yeah. Um, because it seems like with Young and the Restless and, and um, Bold and the Beautiful in particular, the CBS soaps, it's very clear that they can only have a certain amount of people of color on at a time. It's very clear. I mean, even when they brought the Rosales family, as unpopular as they were, they had an opportunity to have a lot of people on at the same time um, that, you know, were playing to this Latino family. And for me, it's like, so you only end up with two left, Ray, who still isn't popular amongst the viewers after all these years. And then you have Lola, who I think I watched the episode today yeah. and she was like a cook or something. So like, for me, you Young and the Restless and, and um, you know, Bold and the Beautiful for me really have a problem celebrating diversity. And it's not just people of color. If you think about it, the LGBTQ storylines on both shows, they're both terrible. Um, they don't give the recognition to those storylines that they deserve. And it's like, I'm so sorry. I just, I just think that I understand that they're like, listen, we have 60, 70 year old grandmas who might not want to see that kind of stuff on their TV watching at home. But when those people are no longer with us, you want to be able to still grab a younger audience. You want to. And what I have to say for General Hospital, even though they could do a little better as well, Days of Our Lives is the best at telling an LGBTQ story. I will just put that out there. Days of Our Lives has done it completely the best, and they have not shied away. Now, in the past, other years, than all my children in the past, other, like, other than all or, my children, in the and past. One Life to Live was the first one actually with uh, Ryan yeah. Felipe. Yeah, yeah, and and they were. I think that for me, what I'm concerned about is like if 
that's not where we're going. And and so, soaps can't be too scared to tell those storylines anymore. Because if yeah. we're going to be moving into this new area where we're looking for acceptance for people to feel a part of something in XYZ, then we are going to need the soaps to step up and tell these big stories and tell them with people of color, people are LGBT, tell a strong woman story. Sharing stories, another Lucretia on Young and the Restless that yeah. for me, I'm just like, so she had cancer and it was kind of over. It was kind of like, yeah. the, well, we, we're gonna invest in Sharon Case to give her an Emmy, but then, eh, you know what? Let's just go back to te telling a story about Chance and Abby that's not really popular. Well, yeah, and, and you know, this kind of all encompasses all the shakeups that are, you know, a confirmed in supposedly happening at Y and R. And again, mm -hmm. like you say, GH has really hit it out of the park, but with some of these issues, as opposed to, you know, oh, but again, there's precedent with the ABC soaps and the way they had done them in the past. So yeah. it's nice to see that kind of come back around. And I will give Y and R credit. I, I mean. I, I'm with you. I don't know why they all have to be, you know, ingrained with one another. They can't because I was excited about Amanda and Billy too, but mm -hmm. now they seem to be switching a lot around. And I feel yeah. like it's because there, there's more people out. I mean, it was confirmed this week that, you know, Chance himself, Donnie Bose is out at a YNR, but, um, uh, Chance and Abby is one of those things that I honestly didn't mind. I'm like, look, they got to have, they're the Michael and Willow. Like, that's how I saw them. And I'm like, look, they probably have their fans. Um, yeah. wow. Like, that's not my thing. Okay. That's, I did a shade yeah. button. I did a shade yeah. button for Miss Lucretia Lyon, people. She said it here first. She compared Chance and Abby <laughs> to Wonder Bread. Yep. Is that their couple name of Michael and Willow? I've heard Mildew. Yeah. Um, Mildew. Mildew. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, uh, the, it literally, when they had their first love scene, someone took two pieces of like white oh, yeah. bread and like put some mayonnaise between it and just kind of slapped it on each other. And I was just like, if that's not the most perfect representation, like for, you know, and I, hate I literally to jump back said that about someone else I know that was in a relationship that was very similar. So that's pretty funny. I was like, this is the visualization I said about yeah. this other couple. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I, I have to say, Michael ain't got that good of dick, to be honest. <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> people out there listening. I, I, I get a little over. Michael is not that good in bed for women to be fine. Sasha and Willow are both beautiful. Michael... I don't know what's going adorable hair. though, especially with the kids. But I get he's more His like haircut can go. Yeah. But <laughs> for the grand scheme of things, I think that yeah, no, you know, everybody has their everybody has their life, but going back to yeah. chance, I want to hear yeah. your thoughts on chance and that whole situation. Well, um, it is one of those things that I <laughs> I didn't necessarily agree with people that Justin was a better chance than Donnie. I, I will give credit. Donnie was a good actor and he was a good fit for what we know of as chance. So like, you know, all that aside, and like you said, it may have to do, but with beliefs or, or whatever the, behind the scenes. But as far as I know, based on what he had initially put on Instagram is that it doesn't look like it's a personal thing. They got rid of several people. So that's why I was kind of wondering because I felt like YNR was in a weird spot where it's like things were going way one way. And that was sort mm -hmm. of in the beginning when they started taping again and then they switched it back and then it's going way another way now or sometimes the same direction like with Sharon and Adam, for example. And that to me thinks uh, that to me, you know, says that 
Donnie initially had said that there were three other people involved in being let go. It wasn't personal chances of being recast. He's not being killed off. It's just sort of they went a different direction with several things. But then that was sort of changed. So I don't know if there's any truth to that. But it is interesting to me to see that I do feel like they are going to get smaller, certainly with their diversity and their LGBTQ community, because I could see the people that they're kind of writing out at this point being Ray and Lola, because again, they never really set well with me either. And it was just because they didn't have a lot going on or anything that I was necessarily interested in. To me, I, I actually see Lola more like the Willow character where it's mm -hmm. like, is she a good girl? Is, is she an adult? Like they're, they don't really have a defined mm -hmm. character for her. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. with Theo gone and with Kyle and Summer together, let's not break them up again for Christ's sake. Theo's on his way back. It just yeah. got this week. Yeah. He's I know. I like that. Like, and, but he's only coming back for a short thing. So I do wonder if it'll be like the secret that Kyle seems to have, or, you know, will it be with Sally? The, the, who knows? But it was seemed like it was short. Yeah, I listen. So here's what I'll say about uh, Donnie's coming. Donnie coming out talking about. Um, so Donnie's from Texas, as a, as am I, as is Lucretia. Um, I and I think he's from like Waxahachie or something. Or I know it's. Uh, never mind. I but, wouldn't give personal information. It's a Dallas uh, suburb. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can say like but I have uh, family there. Um, yeah. So. Um, the reason, yeah, so I have a couple of things and thoughts on this. So I know a lot of jobs, for example, mm -hmm. when a lot of, I had a friend whose job shut down and, well, didn't shut down, but they furloughed people from the job. Mm -hmm. And they immediately said, okay, we are using this furlough, even though they're not supposed to, and even though it's illegal, they're using this furlough to kind of clear something that maybe maybe this is their opportunity to change the guard or change the people yeah. there. I think this is a perfect opportunity, even if it's budget related, they can let him go do the budget relating on paper and then always bring chance back as a different actor. Do I think that it, I mean, listen, they have the opportunity. If it does end up being Justin Gaston, I didn't necessarily mind him in the role of chance, but yeah, that's, because, but that's yeah. because him and Melissa had more chemistry because that's her husband. Yeah. So for me- And they were allowed to do stuff. And, and they yeah. were allowed to do yeah. stuff. So I think that that's a majority of the reason why people like them. I think that when um, Donnie first came on, people were excited about him. I think that his, um, political beliefs. And, and, and I just want to say, cause I, I noticed you said like about his location. So the only reason I said where he stays cause it's on his Wikipedia page and yeah. it's where he went to high school and it, where his family. So obviously I don't want anybody to attack him or, or say anything about that. I'm simply just speaking about, you know, what's already out there. But I, I do worry that what's going to happen if they do recast, because I do feel like it is possible that he might go the way of like an Antonio Sabato, or if he might go the way of, you know, some other ousted soap stars who feel that they were let go or replaced based on their beliefs. So I'm interested to see what's gonna happen in a month or so. And if he'll come back with, um, if, if he'll end up writing something, another post on Instagram and social media saying, screw YNR, my time there was terrible. Cause right now he's like, my time yeah. there was great. Melissa Ordway was great. Everybody was great. And I'm wondering, cause you know, uh, a lot of fans are speculating. They saw uh, Kate Fairbanks made a post on Twitter the other day. That was kind of like, 
oops, sorry about it, kind of, you know, and a lot of people were like, is she talking about him? Um, and so you, you're starting to see a lot of comments from maybe some of his co-stars who are kind of like, screw it. Um, and the only one who came out and like, and I think, I'm not sure what his post was, because um, I think it got removed, um, was uh, Daniel Goddard. He came out, um, you know, and said something on Twitter. So I think it's very interesting. And I hope that, you know, listen, I wish Donnie the best. I think that he had a lot going for him and he had a lot riding against him. And unfortunately, we live in a day and age of social media where anything you say and do can be used against you um, in the court of fans. Um, and a court so, of public opinion, really. And yeah, and, and yeah, and people can say what they want if you if you if you state your beliefs and it doesn't line up to someone else. Unfortunately, it's the same way the other way around. There's a lot of people who don't agree with a lot more liberal soap stars that are on Twitter and speaking about liberal things, even though a lot of it is human rights and that's you know telling of the people who don't agree with them. But I mean, it's the same thing. I mean. You know, there are some soap women who have spoken out and said that, you know, it's a woman's body abortion. You know, I believe in that. Um, and, you know, there are some fans that have taken a backseat to that because they don't like that. So, you know, it's going to be one way or another for people out there who think that Hollywood is completely liberal. That's not true. Um, no. I, I know from working in Hollywood, it's actually highly conservative. Um, and you, you know, it's a reason that it's taken so long for LGBTQ shows such as, um, you know, to have representation like P-Valley, like Pose and those type of shows to actually exist because they've had to fight for rights and studios for so long because they know that that's not what people want to see. So I wish Donnie the best. He actually was on P-Valley. Um, he played a very interesting character. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, so yeah, I wish him the best. And, you know, I, 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 I feel sorry for Melissa Ordway. She kind of has a thing. Yeah, if you, I know. I've they're like, if you get, they're yeah. like, if you get with Abby, you die or you leave the show. And I laugh because every time I remember when her and uh, Devon were kind of doing this thing, and quickly <laughs> they changed that. I guess Bryden was like, "Y'all ain't fucking firing me. Y'all ain't getting rid of me. Y'all aren't sidelining me." So I just, <laughs> I feel that's what happened. I feel that's what happened. Yeah, because like you, I wish Donnie the best. I, I think he is a, a talented actor. I mean, I know him a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I do hope that it has more to do. I mean, sadly, you hope it is more budgetary, rather, because I know that there are people, uh, several of his cast members, who, who did get along with him, it, you know, and we never know what's going on behind the scenes. No, no, but. No. One thing I do know is everywhere is making cuts because of everything going on. You know, they don't have yeah. the advertising budget they do. And that's why yeah. I, I do believe that he's probably not the only one because they had let go of Theo as well. Tyler. Yeah. I mean, and and he was really good. That was me. I was like, Theo was finally hitting his stride. So so it is unfortunate that we're seeing a lot of these characters exit and very quickly. Like, and but it is a business and we have to stand by them as a business like mm -hmm. and they need those advertising dollars so whatever it is like budget what uh or whatnot or you know certain sponsorships i understand why they make the decisions even if we yeah. may not like them or or do well that's why i love days so much because i feel that and that's a credit to ron and his writing yeah. because he changes people out on that show yeah. so well like he he does it 
brilliantly. I and and that's how you can rotate a cast. I think Young and the Restless has not figured out how to rotate a cast yet as much. Um, and you know, everyone's pay is different. You know, something that a lot of fans might not know. You know, when you have contracted actors on shows, they have certain episode guarantees. Now, typically, an episode guarantee means that they particularly has to get that amount of episodes or they're paid a certain fee on top of that. Now, a lot of times it's like, you know, 17 episodes a month with, you know, this much vacation, like all of that's built in. You know how Fanola yeah. who's on GH, she takes her vacation, her yearly one. And so yeah, does Anthony Gary had the same thing where okay. it was like, yep. And, and I mean, look, people we're in Corona technically and, and, and dealing with COVID, but it's very highly possible that, Fanola might take some time off just to stay home coming up soon. Her her like time off is coming up. So yeah. I expect after this double wedding that maybe Anna leaves town or something happens because Fanola's time is coming up for her Anna, you know, to leave. And so does um uh who is it? Uh, Jeannie Francis. She yeah. also takes some time off. Now, again, I think a lot of people, including myself, when I go to work, I'm like, eh, I don't need any vacation time because I'm already working from home. I'm at home. Yeah. Who needs vacation? But I mean, for them who are still going to work at the studio every day, you know, a lot of times they would fly out of the country. It'll be interesting to see what they do this time around. Yeah, again, this is the new world order, people. Things are different. I mean, even stuff like, I mean, days, for example, like you said, they let everybody go when, when they had to change all the contracts and some people opted to leave then and yeah. then they wound up coming back because there weren't other pilots or things filming. So, so yeah. it's nice to see the rotation. And two, one of the benefits of sort of the way we are right now is that Don Diamant can come over to Y&R and he'll be doing yeah. a week of February 8th, but he won't be Brad. He'll be, of course, Bill Spencer. And then you have Trisha Cast who is returning this week and that may have to do with Chance's exit. I no, it's kind of well chances last day was today right yeah that's what i thought that that was the the phone call was the end based yeah. on uh what was said yeah yeah i think it was the end and maybe nina comes to town and she's like chance had to leave because i'm sure abby's gonna go back and be like where is my man yeah like where the hell is my man so i i think that that'll be interesting how that kind of goes down as well Am I the only one who wants Stitch back? He was really one of the few, you know, relationships he I like with that. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like Stitch. I mean, look, I want them to throw. Um, I miss Daniel, but I doubt we'll get Graz, but maybe because, yeah. you know, I love Phyllis and her kids. They're my faves. So, yeah, definitely Daniel would be my first choice, but Stitch would be my second. I love Sean Kerrigan. He's really funny. And him and Christian LeBlanc always, you know, made good jokes together on and off screen. I like that. Listen, I like, yeah, I like him. Like, I would like to see him back on the show. Um, I was able to see him at, for some reason, I think when I saw him, it was at a GH after party and he was there with um, someone. Um, <laughs> so, you know, don't want to put that out there because this is not a gossip site, guys. Um, but he was there with uh, with someone else um, and he was really cool. He was really, he was really nice. And so I, I wonder if he could come back and what they would do because I mean, clearly Abby can't be alone. But you know what I think would be a great storyline <laughs> is if Abby was a single mother. If yeah, Abby did a single yeah. mom storyline, that would give Melissa a chance to shine. That would give 
Because uh, I love her. And I feel like like she has gotten the shaft. And a lot of it's been story or actor dictated for whatever reason. Like they, they just choose to leave like Sean did. But it's interesting to me to see that she is sort of the one who's always gotten the short straw when it comes to the Newmans. And I guess because she's an Abbott Newman. Yeah, I don't know if whose fault that is. You know, I never want to put anything on the yeah. actor. And I've seen so many tweets that are like, uh, maybe she's the problem if she can't land a successful Oh, parent. she's really sweet. And, and she's, <laughs> she's incredibly sweet. And honestly, I think she's a really good actress. And I also mm-hmm. think on top of that, that she came into a situation where people disliked the poor girl immediately because of the yeah. way that Young and the Restless let M. Rylan, who um, yeah. currently, most recently was playing the role of Lulu Spencer Falconeri on General Hospital. And a lot of people were very upset about the way how M's, you know, release was handled um, and how she came on board. But I think that should have no reflection on the actress because- Yeah, that's not her fault. It's it's not. And and Melissa seems very sweet. And I think she does a really good job. And Abby is her role now. That is her role. Um, You know, she's played it, I believe at this point, probably the longest. I mean, she's literally been playing it forever, it feels like. Um, So I just wish that, you know, she would have a storyline that's independent of others because yeah. her storylines always encompass a man or a situation. And I just wish that if it is a situation, that it be her own as opposed to, oh, there's this man who's involved in this situation. No one wants to see that. We are yeah. dealing, we're in 2021, we're dealing with strong women only. Yeah, it is unfortunate because I feel like Abby's one of many female characters who get, you know, stopped in that, just like Sam. I mean, like, Sam can't be broken up with someone for, like, you know, five minutes before people are already trying to pair her off, the fans and the show. And it's like, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if she had her own story? And I feel the same way about Abby. And it's like, I I like Abby and I like Melissa. Even though I loved Emmy Ryland, I loved her as Lulu. I honestly, we still had her as Lulu. I do too. I love Emmy. I, oh, she's such a sweetheart. And she's a, honestly, I don't know if people notice about Emmy, but Emmy is funny as fuck. Yeah. Like when we were, (laughs) when we were doing the nurses ball, and Emmy, she was actually pregnant at the time. Uh, oh, yeah, with, with the mother, big dress. With the big yeah. pink dress on. And I remember being there, and she's just, she was, oh, she was so mad. She was just like, Ugh. she said, I can't go anywhere. Like, anytime she had to go to the restroom or do anything, <laughs> she, everybody had to help her. And she was just waddling in that dress. And she was just like, I hate this. And I, I got on the <laughs> elevator. Like, she was on the elevator, covering the whole elevator to go, because, um, if anyone hasn't been to the general hospital, you know, studio. So when you walk into the door, you turn right and you go to the elevators that will take you to the stage, um, to the stage area. So she was getting on that elevator and everyone usually takes the elevator or you can take the stairs, but like she's pregnant. She wasn't taking those stairs. She gets on this elevator. She's just like, this is ridiculous. She said, I'm so sorry if you can't fit. I said, no, 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 it's fine. So me and her like huddled in this elevator. She's just like, (laughs) she's incredibly kind and she's so funny. So I really do hope she comes back as Lulu. I know that there are people out there hoping that Julie Marie Berman comes back, but I don't know. I I don't know how that will change the character. I don't know how that will change the character because now Emmy seems like she is Lulu. So I don't know if Julie could, I mean, Julie's a wonderful actress and she's won multiple awards for playing the role of Lulu, but I don't know if um, her Lulu will remind, like be like Emmy's Lulu. Cause Emmy's Lulu's kind of like a more, um, more responsible Maxie. Yeah. So we'll see. 
Yeah, who knows? Again, uh, there's so much up in the air and a lot of it does have to do with COVID and budgets and, and all that. So it is nice that, that we have the shows in general. And that's where I always say, I'm always grateful that, that we get something and that we're getting new episodes. Even if we, we want certain actors back, we want to see more of certain actors. We're like, what the hell is going on? Like, like over at YNR sometimes. Cause yeah, I do feel like Donnie won't be the first to go because yeah. I mean, they are already pushing Sharon and Adam way again, but that's one thing I do. Like I I've never been a fan of that pairing in any of the, the actors who played Adam, but I do get logistically like when they're together in real life. And again, that's not speculation. They're, they're out public. Um, I get logistically, but to me, it doesn't make Sharon look good. And it, it is a character. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's like, oh, like, I, I don't like that they're going down that road. It is kind of a toxic relationship. But the one thing I love about this is the Chelsea voiceovers, because I love Missy Egan. And it's so funny. And the way she's doing it. So so I will say, like, I, I do enjoy that quite a bit. Do you? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I love Missy Egan as well. I don't like Chelsea. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, Chelsea and Chloe are very much similar. It's kind of like oh, the Willow Sasha. It's like yeah. Willow Sasha all over again. And the characters are kind of yeah. interchangeable in a way. So, uh, you know, look, it's fine. I think it's going to be an interesting story for her. Um, again, I agree with you fully about the Sharon Adam thing. I think that right now, due to COVID, it's kind of maybe yeah. what you were saying. It's like, I mean, they kind of have to be together in order because yeah. Young and the Restless has been getting a lot of flack for not having romance or not even trying to do a love scene. Like, Yeah, but I mean, Nick and Phyllis, I mean, Kyle and Summer, like some of these couples are really steamy without it. Like I will just say good. like the suggestion about some of these guys, because they're just that good of an actor. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's, I have to say Nick and Phyllis can get, do it. You know, they, yeah. they have to eat. Um, but I mean, one thing I want to talk to you about today actually is kind of psychology in terms yeah. of like our fans and, and, and how everyone is fans, even if it's not soaps, even if it's, you know, any other TV soap procedural, it could be Stabler and Vincent from SMU. <laughs> Um, how you know, I can, love Al Stabler. That's like know, the one that so I would ever buy is Elliot I, Stabler. <laughs> no, I, I just, uh, you know, I'll just send you a link. He he got some pictures out there, some things that was. Oh, his ass. I mean, oh, this is, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> it had its okay. own Tumblr for a while. No, I want it. Uh, but listen, yeah. the point is, is um, how can people separate the actor from the character? Because I see, you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit last week with, um, you know, these actors being attacked, yeah. um, you know, online. How can we get that to a situation where it's not an issue moving forward? Yeah, and that's what's interesting to me and why I wanted to start doing this segment because uh, I do have a master's degree in psychology and, and, you know, mine was sports focused, which, you know, is a lot of narcissism and why that yeah. subject interests me. And and that is one of the many problems that plague social media. And it's always interesting to sort of look into it a little bit. But this is more like the, the situation of people not understanding, even though you see this person play this character every day and you 
really start to graft on the character to the actor or vice versa. Because like we were talking about, people may not agree with, with Donnie or Ingo's uh, political beliefs. So therefore they hate the character and they hate like, you know, and they start grafting that on, even though I would say like, their characters don't have anything to do with that. And they're, they're gifted actors. To me, actually, I would love to give Ingo some credit. Today, he was very good on GH. And uh, I mean, I've never been that big of a Jax fan, uh, unless you're talking about Jerry. But yeah, like I can sit there and I can separate you that. Like I bad mean, boys. I've noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> you're oh, you're yeah. like bad boys. If they're bad, you're with it. Oh yeah, because I mean, I was in love with Todd Manning when I was a little girl. Like, because so I like them really bad. Or oh, as I say, Nick and Valentine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, not just because of the way he looks. And listen, I worked with Robert. Par, uh, um, well, him too, but <laughs> yeah. Wilson uh, on all my children reboot. But listen, mm -hmm. Robert, if you're watching this, I'm so sorry, but he is. <laughs> and when he was a necktie killer, I was like, choke me. Choke me with the necktie and let's do this. He honestly Dude, same. <laughs> I went back and watched that, even though I'm a Newsdays viewer. Yeah, I'm just like, why are you so fine? And like, why are you like how many packs do you got? You don't even have a six pack, you have like an eight pack. Like, well, I can't, but go ahead. Sorry, I got yeah. lost about how fine he was. Yeah, I, I will say Robert Scott Wilson. Uh, I hope you're not watching because we're about to objectify you big time. I normally guy, like guys much older than me, uh, hence Valentine or uh, yeah. Franco, uh, formerly yeah. Todd Manning, of course, Roger. Um, yeah, but he he's uh, close to my age, and I'm still like, yes, I love me some Ben Weston. <laughs> he, can, he can he can get it, and I'm just like, but. Mm. Mm, I'm just like, make sure you have a necktie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, no, I agree about the psychology and, and yeah. what you were saying, Lucretia. Um, because I don't think, and I think, you know, the, the good thing about the writers mm -hmm. is they make sure for the character not to have any of the feelings that the actor might have. I don't know if you remember uh, back when it was on the air, One Life to Live had a situation with Carlotta, the original actress oh, who yeah. the role. She, that was a gay storyline uh, with Patricia Mercieri and she didn't want to do it and they recast her role with Sandra Santiago and she, you know, she, she expressed her beliefs and they replaced her. Um, and clearly the beliefs of Ingo Rademacher and the beliefs of Melissa Reeves were not that strong in order for the show to replace them in the beginning because, you know, Melissa's character, Jennifer, has always been positive when it comes to Will, who plays her nephew on the show, yeah. um, and his relationship with Sonny. So, you know, I think if Melissa would have felt very, very completely strongly about homosexuality, I feel like she would have maybe, you know, said, I absolutely can't do this scene, blah, blah. So I do give them that credit, but I don't give them all that credit because at the end of the day, Praising people for bad behavior is what got us in the situation in 2016 where we got a reality show president. So I have to be very careful. You know, I think as an actor, you're, you're, I think you should speak out for what's right. Um, but you should be careful in the way you're speaking. Like a lot of actors, if they, if yeah. an actor tweets out and they said, I don't understand Black Lives Matter, can you explain that to me? So that's human. That, that, yeah. That's human. If you tweet out Black Lives Matter is not important to me 
or there's no such thing of, as racism. And I couldn't possibly be racist because my wife is Hawaiian and has black in her, then that's just ignorance. And you're opening yourself up to getting your ass handed to you. And so I don't feel sorry for Ingo in that remark regard because he has not at one point said, can somebody talk to me and explain to me why this is? Why has he not went down the hallway to his colleague, Donnell Turner, who he works with? Why has he not asked Brianna Nicole Henry? Why has he not asked Brooke Kerr? Why has he not asked any actor who he works with how they feel? Maurice Bernard is Latino. Like maybe reach out to people with experiences and listen, I've seen Laura Wright's, Laura Wright, um, and Nancy Lee Gron and Mara West, they all speak out yeah. about, you know, women's rights, LGBTQ, black rights, Latino rights, Asian rights. They speak out about it all the time. So those are the women who we celebrate as really strong actors because, and, and Cynthia Waltrus too, I, yeah. I want to bring her up and also- yeah, she's a little right. more quiet than they are, but she, you know. She's a little more yeah. quiet, but, they, yeah. but they, the, the women are speaking out. And again, we need women to save the world because men, I don't know what you're doing, yeah. but you, you have these women who are speaking out and it's like, they're the real professionals because I'm surprised that Nancy at this point, I'm not surprised because she's a consummate professional yeah. actress, but like those- And she people, said that, yeah. And she like, said that, she's I'm like, I don't, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to do that. So I, I would like for people to ask more questions and we create more communication around the topic rather than just kind of being an asshole and saying like, this is how it is. Like, you don't get to tell me Ingo Rademacher as a white man, how I should feel as a black man about racism in America. You don't get to do that. What you can do is say, hey, Darrell, let me ask you, there's a lot going on. Can you talk to me about like why you feel that there's like a racism, racism issue? Do you feel discriminated against? Can you tell me your experience? Because you know, if it was on the other foot, I would ask him, Ingo, as someone who is Australian, have you ever felt like people in America has made fun of you for your voice or maybe your cultures that you have? That's how you do things. So Ingo, take a lesson from that, I think. Yeah, and that's one thing you can say is that, you know, listening is very important. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's not your turn to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what some people kind of maybe need to think about a little bit more. But it is nice to see that that people like Nancy can disagree with someone, but still come in and work and be a professional and vice versa. And that's one thing I will give GH that, that some of the other soaps, uh, you know, days, it is one of those things that we have to we we may agree with you but we also mm -hmm. or we may disagree with you but we have yeah. to understand that we have to go to work and and be together so how can we yeah. do that and how can we have a conversation that isn't accusatory more like yeah. okay, so why do you feel that way or like you Absolutely. know yes we wish that the the people who may be ignorant are the ones asking the questions but Sadly, they're probably not uh, yeah. the ignorance. So sometimes it, it is uh, it is sadly on us to sort of separate that. I think it was uh, Seth MacFarlane when someone asked him, of course, you know, very liberal Seth MacFarlane uh, making all the great shows that I love. He's also very attractive <laughs> as well. I don't know. Oh, how yeah, you he's my him. celebrity crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's hot. Yeah. No, I listen to his albums in the shower. <laughs> Singing in the shower. Okay. But um, but yeah, so he said, someone asked him how he could watch Charlton Heston's movies. And he's like, 
are you kidding? We may disagree on stuff, but he's an actor and I enjoy his work. So like that doesn't really matter to me and in the enjoyment of things. So that's why these people may have views that you adamantly disagree with, but don't let it ruin your show for you. Like, yeah. like me, this is more about you. It's like, unfortunately, you, there are plenty of people out there that don't have the same beliefs you do. And we have to separate the character from the actor. Or you may have met them and you didn't like them. But guess what? If they're still a great actor and they're still in your favorite show, don't let that change your view on what you're watching. And I and I said that to you the last time yeah. we spoke, Lucretia, about Ingo specifically. He was very, very kind when I worked yeah. with him and Nancy. He he was incredibly sweet, and he was just talking. He's like, "Hey, like, what's going on?" And he's like, "It's your first time." I was like, "No, honey, I've been doing this. You're, I'm welcoming you back to the show." Um, <laughs> but he he was very, very kind. I. I, I just really wish that there was more inquisitive communication and conversation rather than this is going to be it. I'm going to tell you as someone that I've never had this experience, how you should feel. And I think that, you know, he, he, uh, and Ingo, listen, if you want to become, come on, believe in soaps with Lucretia Lyon and Darrell Anthony, we would love to talk to you because I think that your fans need you you know, to, to kind of speak out and people who want to fight for you and people like myself who had a really great working experience with you just want to have a conversation. And I think that it could be very, um, very good to have that conversation. Um, but let's get into my favorite part of this whole show, performer of the week and winners and losers. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't as good as so many of these actors were, especially with a lot of the material. Like Lisa Love Cicero would get it every week at this point. And yeah, I love me some Laura Wright and those Carly faces when I loved Valentine throwing her under the bus. But I got to give my performer of the week to Days Lindsay Arnold as Allie because they, unfortunately, for a lot of us, re it, but it was a good scene. So good for her. This is her Emmy reel, like recreated the, the rape with Charlie and with Marlena using her hypnosis, trying to get to this, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunate realization. But but it was just done so well. I, I liked that. I have to say the same. Um, I actually didn't mind the recreation of the scene. I thought I was yeah. it was going to bother me. And I tell you, like, I don't like seeing rape and stuff like that. Like, it really, like, affects me in the point of, like, you know, like, like, like the Sierra um, when she was with Chase and on the Horton couch and he was over her. Like, I, I didn't like seeing that. And so for me, with, um, with Allie, what I liked about it was you know, you saw this girl who had so much power in the beginning of the scene. And she was just like, oh, right. I'm taking this man back, you know, at the time it was trip to my place. And, you know, I've been out dancing and partying and drinking. And then, you know, when uh, Mike Manning came into Charlie, who I do also want to give props to Mike Manning. Yeah, he's a he's good a, actor. He's a yeah. really good actor. He also can get it, call me. Um, <laughs> He, you know, went into the room and you saw the strength of the character shift. You originally had Allie, who was kind of the dominator in the scene, and uh, Lucas um, was playing Trip. He had it more of submissive in the scene. And then when you switched it, you saw Allie go from very dominant to submissive. And then you saw Charlie rise above her. Um, and I you know, I, I don't, again, I don't think rape should be used as a device on soap operas or television at all, but 
I think the latter half of the story being told has been very, very good. I think yeah. the beginning was very, very messy. But if you think about it, Lucretia, that's kind of how it has happened in real life for a lot of people. Yeah, Sometimes it's messy. People, like, people feel yeah. like, hey, this is my last memory. This is the person who I feel attacked me or violated me. This is what I have to speak about. Um, and then it's, you know, it's not. And I, 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 I worry and I think that it should be, it's interesting. It's, it's very, very interesting. So that was a tough story to set to tell. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, sell is part of uh, the business, but it's, it's one of those things that I feel like everybody involved performed very well and did the best of a bad situation. And to me, it wasn't written poorly. So, so that's one thing I get people may not like it. I mean, it's kind of hard to like certain things about it, but at the same yeah. time, it was very real and it was written in a way where to me, Allie was never the bad guy. Allie was never really wrong. She, that was what she remembered. So, so I always liked that part is like, and now of course she realizes she, she was wrong in accusing Trip, but I, I do like Trip as a character and I do like that he never saw himself as a victim. He was just trying to clear his name. So I thought that they even portrayed him well. And even with Charlie and the Trip relationship that's going to come from that, like their brothers, is that Trip was even trying to help him. And Charlie, what he did was awful, but I mean, they redeemed Todd Manning and Luke Spencer. So I don't think that if Charlie were to stick around that he can't be redeemed eventually at some point as well as redeemed as you can with that. Yeah, I mean, I hear all of that. I, th I think what people were most upset about in the storyline as a whole is because it was so like, so Allie came to town. She didn't really know the dad because I don't, I think the fans feel that the writers didn't know the story because they didn't, she just never talked about the dad. And I think the fans felt like, oh, I felt you know like it what? was set up from the beginning, though. I, yeah. I, I do, yeah. too. I do, too. But, you know, that doesn't stop those group of fans out there who feel that the story seemed kind of rushed and thrown together because it was like, oh, it's going to be Trip when he comes back. And it's going to be like they were dating and Trip comes back and he starts to get with uh, Claire. And then that doesn't work because and then, and then Claire and Allie become the new Sierra and Claire fighting over a man and blah, blah. Um, so they turned the story on its head. Um, I was glad to see. I really wish that we could have gotten Allison Sweeney back earlier on. Or more, yeah. For, because of the rape that happened to Sammy early on um, in her life. And at least uh, they referenced it. And, they, at least you know, they referenced yeah. it. And at least Allie got to call in. And, you know, she's been back at the show now for a little bit. So um, that, that, you know, that hopefully will end up being good. But, you know, I think Mike Manning is great. So I also yeah. am the performer of the uh, week for him as well, because, you know, it takes two to tango and him and Lindsay Arnold has, have done well. I did read something. Uh, Mike cares, cares so much about this character. He had a scene with Isabel Durant who plays Claire. Yeah. And he said that after they finished, they were both crying and hugging each other in the interrogation room. Like, I'm so sorry, you know, when they had their big showdown uh, when he was first arrested. And I, I just think that it's so good to see and refreshing to see these young characters care so much. Uh, these young actors care so much about their characters. And I, I, I really love to see it. Well, it's just like Eden McCoy, all the research she does for Jocelyn is so great to see. And you can tell like with William Lipton and Cindy Michaela, all these really young actors. And that's why I know some people, I much love the 40 plus as well, because that's sort of my man range. Yeah. Uh, but 
but I like when it's multi-generational stories and when you have yeah. these great younger actors that can sell it, like Mike and like Lindsay. It's so nice to see. And like you say, sometimes we, and even I was proven wrong, like with the Nell uh, parentage in the beginning, when Frank Benson, I asked Chloe herself, that was that just kind of thrown in? Did they have a different, you know, because it was kind of clunky in the beginning with the Nell character as it is now. And she's like, no, it was always supposed to be Frank Benson was Nell's dad. Like that was the connection. So, so sometimes we're wrong, and sometimes we may think things aren't laid out, but they are. They are. And in he that and survival. he ended up not even yeah. being her dad. Like yeah. you know, like we're at a point where you know Frank Benson wasn't her dad, and I, I actually, I actually liked that Nell and Nina were separate. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it It worked yeah. because they they look alike, and not just that, but. The last act that Nina had with Nell was very heartbreaking. And yeah. so I personally don't mind it. I think it's great. I see some people out there today like it should have been Willow. And I'm like, no. you know what kills me about you fans? And I'm gonna say it. Yeah. And again, this is not gonna be popular. And I'm shaking my finger at all of you guys. You like something until you don't. Yeah. Like, at what point did y'all start like in Willow? At what point did y'all start liking <laughs> M Rylan as Lulu? Why do y'all have all these um these things out here talking about, we're so sorry, bring M. Ryland back. She is Lulu, the only Lulu. Yeah, it's I was true. championing her. I and always liked her. I never sure blamed did. her. Like, and I I'm looking at some of these people, and I'm and I'm looking at some of these people who are they're the same people who when she got hired and all through her years on GH was like replace her, bring back Julie yeah. Marie. She's the real Lulu. The this is, yeah, I definitely got him. So I want you soap fans to know Twitter never forgets. So don't be out here talking about some we only love this person and no, don't do that. When when Victoria Conaval, that's another when she first yeah. started at Sierra, y'all were so happy that Vivian Giovanni was gone because her acting style a few episodes in and y'all saw victoria was gonna wear what she wanted to wear and she was gonna mm -hmm. look sickening because you do look good girl your body looks yeah. great so she's very pretty she is, mm -hmm. you better get it they immediately got mad we should have brought back the original sierra lauren bowles and have it be it it's like y'all cannot have your cake and eat it too <laughs> y'all do not get to do this so i'm gonna start calling y'all out because some of y'all be over here talking about that's how we feel we love that no you don't like, and I don't like it. Like you, and they, I mean, they've been doing it with Isabel Durant. A lot of them are yeah, like- I think she's great, but I love Olivia too. Like I guys, love sometimes Olivia. that happens, on, like, you know, get over it. And yeah, yeah I'm with you. The, the cognitive dissonance of soap fans or just like sometimes the hypocrisy, it's like, oh, you know, and I am definitely against talking about women's appearance, but you want to say some stuff about guys too, guys? Oh my God, calling Dante short or, and you know, the, you know, my, you know, new Nicholas that I love so much, uh, dainty. And it's like, do y'all not know what a real man looks like? I mean, I'm well, they say, to him, like, they say that he doesn't have a six pack like the other Nicholas, he doesn't have tattoos like the other Nicholas. I was like, I okay, like so that he doesn't have tattoos and he looks great. Uh, I think he looks real great. He, can, he also can get yeah. it. So <laughs> it's 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 these characters, you know, with you know a lot of the soaps, like soap fans forget they're like, oh, this is how we want it to be, and I'm like. Yeah, but you didn't like that character like that in yeah. the beginning. So let's 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 watch that. Yeah, and it's fine if you want to be like, you know, I used to think this, but now I think this. Just Absolutely. own it. But but let's own not it. pretend that you didn't say that. Like, yeah, we got the receipts. <laughs> oh, own it, own it. So and Wendy Williams up in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, um, and with that said, we definitely need to <laughs> talk about the winners and losers of the week because.
there's been so many winners. Like oh, I yeah. tell you, I do want to give a, a shout hard out. week. Yeah, it, it was a hard week, but I want to give a shout out um, to the entire soap acting community because you guys are doing the hardest work of your entire lives right now filming in COVID. the amount of tests you have to take per day per week per month how many times you have to get it's, it's absolutely insane so all of you are winners in my eyes because you guys do the hard work every day and we really appreciate that but of course there can only be some real winners of the week. So for me winner of the week was Olivia on General Hospital and Abby on Days of Our Lives. See, I was curious because, like, I, I agree with Abby, like, punching uh, Gwen in the face. Like, she gave her a real shiner, and that was funny. And I love me some Marcy Miller, and, and I love Gwen, too. And the way that they play off each other, I like that they're sisters. And it looks yeah. like there's a lot to unpack here coming. But yeah. with Olivia, I, I mean, Lisa LaCicero will be Performer of the Week every week she's in for me, and I love me some Livia. But, I mean, <laughs> that drunken slut, that murderous bitch well, yeah, she her was son and slept yeah. with her husband. So I'm like, I'm curious as to why you picked a winner. Yeah, I I mean, she was Olivia was a winner for me. Yeah. Like I, you don't think you don't think she was. I mean Oh yeah, well I love Liv, but I'm like I, I, I but my winning is more like, oh yeah, they got to one up somebody or, well, or things are because, going their way. Well, because for me, Olivia stood up for herself. Yeah. She didn't yeah, take her shit. Yeah. And she did the one thing that I don't like for soap characters to do, which is this. When Ned came into the chapel, she could have immediately ran into his arms and be like, Ned, yeah. she kept too true to her words. She said, get out of here. I don't want to see you. Like that to me showed her to be a winner because a lot of times in these situations, we see soap actresses all the time. Oh, well, soap characters, sorry, all the time being like, oh, honey, you know, once something yeah. bad happens, we're going to forget about all the bad things you do. And she was not about it. She was like, I don't care that my son's in the hospital and he might die. I don't want to see you, Ned. So to me, Olivia was still a winner because she stayed true to her principles of what makes that character so great. Yeah, and, and I would agree. That's what I love about Olivia is that she's always been a woman who was her own woman, always mm -hmm. had her own point of view. She didn't need a man, even though a great man like Ned, who just effed up big time. But, uh, you know, on the winning um, Lisa moment, she got to share those scenes with uh, Robert Scorpio. I know how much Kristen uh, uh, Rogers is her James Patrick Stewart. So. Yeah, she loves him. He's yeah. He's very attractive as well. I think he's very good. I'm interested to see um, where they go with that. I think, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the forefront, having Wally, uh, Lisa, and, you know, Tristan in the forefront of the show yeah. and, and a triangle is going to be really, really good. And, you know, Lisa, let's not forget, Holly is out there somewhere. So Emma yeah. Sam will be back. And you also have Jackie Templeton in town. And, you know, obviously she might be in the, the fan. I almost call him Silas, my God. Uh, but she <laughs> might be. Um, in the Finn, you know, storyline right now, but you know, I think eventually we'll see that that turn into something else. Yeah, I am curious as to where they're going to go with all those characters because there there's so many options, and it's nice to have that. And I yeah. love the chemistry between Olivia and Robert, but I am curious to see a triangle with Jackie, Robert, and um, Finn. So, so that was yeah. something. Because I, I want Anna with Valentine. Because yeah, Nina, they, they you know, Nina sorry, that that's over. <laughs> I would like to see yeah. a Nina Valentine Anna situation mm -hmm. as well, yeah. um, which is where they should have went. Um, but I think that they were so committed to telling the story with Michelle Stafford's Nina in the role yeah. that they kind of just kept it and. 
I think that Cynthia is great, and I think she does have chemistry, but I believe Cynthia's chemistry with um, James Patrick Stewart more than anybody, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I think that Jax is just very daunting at this point, and it's just like, let's just put everybody out of their misery with this and in this. I actually hope that that we get Nina out of that whole orbit and that maybe there's a reason that Phyllis Caulfield was Sonny's nurse too. And that maybe Nina finds out about Sonny and keeps that from Carly and, and then her and Sonny hook up because I would way rather see that than a Nina Valentine redux. I want him to move on. I mean, it's like Chase. I don't well, want to I, see Chase and Willow again. Put the hotties with other people. Let's let them move on. Well, I don't want... Um, I actually don't want Nina to hook up with Sonny. And, only, <laughs> and, and the only reason, because of the reason, um, I would really dislike her character because, I mean, to be honest, if Nina slept with Sonny, uh, Sonny, Sonny, um, sorry guys, it's Martinis. Um, but if she slept with him, I mean, that's rape with deception. And I think that people would see because if she knows who he is and he doesn't know who he is and she ends up sleeping with him, that is right by deception. And so like Liz and Jake. It's like know. Liz and Jake also very much like, well, who she thought he was. Well, whatever. But like mm -hmm. the same thing. And I mean, just like Ryan and Ava with that mm -hmm. situation. So, you know, also, you know, you have Abby and, and Stefan on Days of Our Lives. So you, you have situations that are raped by deception that, you know, a lot of smart people who they, they see that. And, you know, the thing about that is rape by deception is a real thing that has happened to people in real life. So, I wouldn't want to see that. I would want to see her keep him from keep um, Carly and him apart. I do. Yeah, want to see. yeah, um, that, that'll be funny. I'm and, sorry. And if, and if his memory comes back and he falls for Nina, then that could be fun. Because listen, yeah. you don't need to be a woman on General Hospital and not have some kind of interaction with Sonny Corinthos. Yeah, it's just unheard of. of. It's it's a rite of passage. Yeah. Everybody got to kind of be like. You want me? You want me? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Even so, my girl Ava banged him on the crib of the yeah. AJ's grave. Uh, she had to get some. She got a whole baby, which I still <laughs> yeah. think is Morgan's. So I know. We all do. And, and it's funny that they've never kind of redone that because so many people kind of feel like that's something Carly would do. But yeah, you know, speaking of that, my winners, of course, are Ava and Valentine, and not just because they're, they're always my favorite characters, but because Valentine got to be so right about Jax and the faces he was making versus Laura Wright's Carly's faces is like, mm -hmm. oh God, and him just throwing her under the bus. And then on the Ava of it all, Nicholas proposing, Nicholas actually being this prince, her being the person. Mm -hmm. To me, each guy got there like, you know, comeuppance this week that should have and they got to sit there and uh, you know revel in it and good for them because uh, those are characters that I really enjoy because they're so good at being bad but mm -hmm. they can also really be good and and this was a little bit of both this week so I liked that yeah I agree with that I think that that's a very fair assessment on that I I, I think that those are very good characters I think that the losers <laughs> however um, Alexis and Carly both did lose but for me yeah um, you know Ned and Charlie as well so like let's unpack this so I'll let you go first and talk about your losers of the week 
Yeah, because I picked Alexis and Carly because, uh, I mean, and, and I enjoy Carly, but I do love watching her lose, especially when, when it's my Cassidine men throwing her under the bus and then Ava, too, because of how crappy she was to Ava and to see even Michael be genuine to Ava and be like, yeah, thank you, like, like for bringing Avery. And I loved that scene with, with Chad and little Avery, by the way. Like, they're so cute. Um, but yeah, it was funny that, that Charlie's kids, Joss was giving Ava the necklace back. Avery saying it's her necklace to everybody. Mm -hmm. And then Michael just telling the truth. So all of her kids were the ones throwing her under the bus unwittingly. And then Valentine yeah. is just driving it. It's like, oh, yes. And he's smiling hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, I love JPS and those stories yeah. when he does those. And he's just kind of standing back and doing that little side mm -hmm. smirk. I'm like, you are so Fine. Um, I, I I loved it, and I loved that it was Carly's children who threw under the bus. And I mean, listen, mm -hmm. General Hospital fans, I asked for a very long time for the characters of Carly, Sonny, Sam, and Jason to be brought down a peg, and they're all yeah. been brought down. You know that each of those characters are kind of in a lower place than they were a year ago. So I have to say, congrats to the writers on that. Um, my yeah. losers were uh, Ned for obvious reasons. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah, same mother. with Alexis. It's like, yeah, where are you going to yeah. go from there? You're right. at rock bottom. <laughs> rock bottom and more coming. And then, of course, Charlie. Um, yeah. Charlie is a loser of the week because he's a freaking loser in general, like for what he did to Allie. Um, but also what I have to do, what I have to say in to comparison about Mike Manning's portrayal of the role is you really do see the little lost boy inside. Yeah. And you also see that with um, Emily O'Brien as Gwen. Gwen yeah. and Charlie had a scene this past week that I thought was really interesting. And they sat down together and had a conversation. And you saw two lost souls who've been just kind of kicked around, have done some horrible, horrible, some unforgivable things. You found them in a place where you almost were like, wow, y'all have a lot of hurt, which caused you to do the things that you did. Um, so who knows what's going to happen in, in the future with that? I could, I could see them running the town. I could also see Charlie getting killed off the show. Um, yeah. you know, Days of Our Lives is doing a big murder mystery coming up. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be Charlie. I'm assuming it's not going to be anybody but him, but you know, soaps have been surprising us. So it could be anybody, um, including Linda Dano coming on yeah. as Vivian. We Vivian, could have yeah. Vivian killed off for the hundredth time. We don't know. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we just faked her death, but yeah, yeah, we just did. I mean, it's been a crazy week in soaps, though. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I like that they're still surprising us, even when we do read the the spoilers or upcoming storylines, what's coming. We don't. It's great to think that we don't know because it could could be Charlie, it could be like you say Vivian, it could be mm -hmm. Gwen. I, I would hate for it to be people like like Gwen and Charlie because uh, that scene with them, like you say, that was just such a good scene, and I kind yeah. of like, ooh, what kind of havoc could they wreak? Yeah, and we love havoc on soaps. That's why we do it, people. Yeah. That's why we tune in. That's why we watch. It's our home away from home. It's our time away from time, and we we love our soap family. So we can't wait to continue seeing what they bring out and pull out in the next week. 
All right. So speaking of next week, we got to get on to it. So Darrell, where can they keep up the conversation with you on social media if they want to talk about soaps or whatever else? Absolutely. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Darrell Anthony and Twitter Darrell Anthony and also Facebook Darrell Anthony. So I can't wait to continue talking soaps with you guys. This is always fun as ever, Lucretia. And where can they find you? Since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us? rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page, all under Believe in Soap Operas. That's B-L-E-A-V. We will be streaming live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and that's 3 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook and YouTube, so join in on the fun there. But before you go, the first soap opera that went back to its audio drama roots during quarantine forever and a day is back. So be sure you're subscribed to that as well. It's on all the same podcasting platforms that you can find this one. New episodes every Monday and Friday. Stay safe and sane, soap fans, and stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.